You're listening to the Sprues and Brews podcast, your weekly podcast looking at all things Warhammer. Hello and welcome to the first Sprues and Brews episode of our weekly podcast of the year. Yes, Happy New Year to all of you. It's episode 168. Uh, and I'm looking forward to another year's worth of podcasting with these guys. That is Matt. Hello, Matt. Hello, hello. How are we doing? Not too bad. Jay. Hello, Dave. Hello, Matt. Hello, Andy. And Andy. Spoiler alert. Hello. Can't wait to uh, have a full year of podcasting now. Yeah. yeah. Did we all have a great Christmas and New Year? I've mostly spent. The time between the last podcast and this one, eating, I think, that's pretty much all I've done. Yeah. A lot of food has been consumed over the last few weeks. So many pigs and blankets. <laughs> so many pigs and blankets. Mm-hmm. Um, so after a week off, we are back um, with our podcast. And it's a it's a good one, isn't it, this week? It, it always is. When we start a new year... We start with a hobby resolution show. So on this show, we're going to be picking out three hobby resolutions that we're hoping to get achieved within 2022. We'll also be reading out the community choices later on in the show as well. Now, aside from hobby resolutions, we've probably, it's safe to say, got a, a few bits and pieces kind of on you know, in our minds that we want to do this year that might not have made the resolution. So we will be talking about those a little bit later on the show. There are always, I mean, that's right now. There's a lot is going to happen this year, but we like to kind of set our stalls out early, say what we hope to work on. These things may change. All depends what Games Workshop have got up their sleeves. We have got an absolute raft of news, I believe, Matt, because, um, you know, we've only had a week off, but a lot seems to have happened. Yeah, the games which have had like a surprise announcement or reveal or something like every day since we last recorded. So uh, yeah, we've got a little bit of catching up to do, guys. So we're gonna have a bit of a bumper new segment. Um, now I know obviously we've been we've been eating a lot and we've been joining in the festivities, but did any of us manage to get any hobbying in over the last two weeks? Let's start with you, Andy. Have, have you done any warhammering? I have. Yeah, I've done quite a bit. Um, so to start things off, I added a lot more stuff to my Bone Reapers. Uh, so I finished off two of the Endless Spells. Um, I think I painted up Volk Mortian before the last podcast. So it was like just as we were doing it. Um, I then painted up a couple more Mortec Guard um, and that basically bumped me up to uh, the point where I had more than 2,000 points painted, which funnily enough Amazing. was one of my hobby resolutions for last year. So hey. I got that one done just uh just before new year so you know happy days um and then our local games workshop did a like a lucky dip um sort of thing where you put your hand in a bag like a normal lucky dip pulled out a model and you painted it and i got the lord exorcist from stormcast mm-hmm. um so i painted that on a day off um and then the big thing i've been working on is kragnos um so just before Christmas, I decided to buy him as like an early Christmas present to myself. <laughs> and I've built him into um, two parts, like the base and Kragnos. And I've sprayed the base grey and I've sprayed Kragnos like Zandri dust. 
And for reasons that we'll talk about later in the show, um, I haven't started painting him yet. Ooh. Yeah. That's, so that's mysterious. But yeah, that, that's all I've, I say. All I've been up to is still quite a bit. Yeah, that's a good amount of hobbying over over Christmas. Uh, Jay, what about you? What have you been up to? I'm just going to say it would be good to see Andy's Osiart Bone Reapers on the table, actually, because I know you've been working on them for a long time. Um, so it's cool that you've managed to round out that project. Maybe we should yeah. try and arrange a trip to uh, Warhammer World and get some Age of Sigma on the go, maybe. Sounds like a plan. Um, on the hobby side for me, then, so um, we're three young lads. Christmas is very busy, so it's, it, I've been struggling to find time, really, to sit down and pick up a paintbrush. But what I have done is I've prepped myself ready for uh, the new year. So I've, I've had a big sort out of me hobby desk area, all my paints, that's all clear now, ready for whatever work projects we're going to be working on first this year. Um, and... Um, uh, we went to Warhammer World, was it last week? I think it was last week, wasn't it? Was it was only last week, yeah. And yeah, and we played some Warhammer 40k, so we had a, a thousand points, me, Dave and Matt, um, and Dave brought the Triumph and Treachery rules from the latest, is it the latest um, cruise, uh, campaign book, Dave? I can't Abs- remember what it was Absolutely in. is, yeah, it's in the latest um, Crusade uh, Catastrophe uh, book. Yeah, so there's some free play missions in there and four play missions in there. So we we sort of got there. We were sort of planning to play each other a couple of times over the course of the day, and then we found this free player scenario mission, and we played that instead. Um, so I brought my Harquins to that, and it was really really good fun. Uh, Matt, you have your Gene Steeler Cults. Dave had your um, Necrons. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that that that's pretty much been my hobby for two weeks. I haven't built anything i was supposed to build the lucky dip sister dogmata for the adeptus sororitas but i know she's still in the blister dave i'm afraid <laughs> oh, she's still okay. got the price tag on her <laughs> no it's fine don't 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 worry don't worry um matt what about yourself what have you been up to it's been quite a productive week or so i guess so i finished off some gene i i had a model that wasn't painted from a gene stealer court army that was going to take to warhammer world a uh i forget what it's called now the, the banner bearer thing icon ward yeah so it's not quite finished but it, it's got base colors on and it's been washed and quite happy with the progress for that for a night like jay said we had awesome three-player game at warhammer world we really should play for the rest of those because i don't know about you guys but i really enjoyed that multiplayer mission it was like so close there was like a point or so in it between each player it was really really fun and like i mean because it's free players, one person starts taking the lead, so your alliances break down, you start picking on the person that's taking lead, but it was really, really cool. It was dead fun. Yeah, I did there enjoy was there was a, um, a diplomacy phase that as the game went on got shorter and shorter as everybody's trust of each other went to zero. Yeah. And you had an under underdog point system as well to sort of keep you in the game a little bit. You, Which you to know, be fair, you're... did, because I, I managed to keep my Goliath alive for a very long time by using a few of those underdog points. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, you did. I thought I thought it helped balance it um, quite a bit, considering I got picked on turn <laughs> one. Um, but you know, nothing changes there. I suppose it's my nickname, isn't it? If I had been there, Dave, I I wouldn't have picked on you. I would have been okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I know you would, Andy. I, I I know you would. I know you would. So so yeah, so we had a great time at Warhammer World, uh, and then. While at Warhammer World, I, I, I gave in and I picked up the Slanesh Mortals box. I now, can't remember what it's called. So, sorry, sorry to interrupt you, Matt, but the funny thing about this is in the car on the way, Matt was adamant that, <laughs> you know, Age of Sigma, nothing, you know, he's just going to add a little bit to forces he's already got. You know, he's not going to go out and 
splashed by anything. But um, I mean, technically, you are working on an army that you you already have. This is um, true. This is true. And did you know that, that box contains like a thousand points of um, Spanish morsels? It's a really good value box. Mm. This is yeah. a nice model range. Um, I'm surprised it's taking the list on to pick them up. The models. It has. I I didn't realize quite how big the the Painbringers and Twin Souls are. They're like bigger than Primera Space Marines. Mm. Big chunky kind of battle line infantry. They are fiddly models, and they did take a long time to build, and they're probably going to take a while to paint. But uh, yeah, I've got everything's built, everything's sprayed. That was all done yesterday, I want to say, to get me set up for for this year. And I've started putting down some colours on the Slaneshi Mortals, the Painbringers, and the Twin Souls. Now, looking in the museum in Warhammer World, I didn't quite realise how metallic those models are. So I've just sprayed them gold. I've painted the, if you've seen the model, they've got kind of like pearlescent silver kind of shoulder pads and stuff. So I used the really light silver colour. I forget what it's called now. Iron Hand Steel, I think it is. It's quite a white silver. Uh, And then covered the whole lot of it with the purple contrast paint, thinned with about three parts contrast medium. That's going over the whole lot. And I'm going to go back in and start building up the gold and the silver to give them a nice, you know, opulent sheen that you'd expect from a Slanesh model so nice. yeah the gold will probably take a little while on those and then work on the cloth and the flesh tones the Slanesh is quite a nice range where the the stock art's got a different like range of skin colors and stuff so probably going to go with that kind of stuff on the box art and then start painting the bliss barb arches which i think will take much longer because they are super intricate but yeah really enjoyed um painting them so far and hopefully by the end of the week have at least one of these units done to stay on schedule for uh for the year excellent yeah they're, they're gonna look really nice once they're finished but yeah ridiculously detailed those models are I, I did i did think to myself i haven't really seen anybody use them yet so um yeah looking forward to seeing yours done um matt mm. um for me, obviously, um, you've both really just summed it up. We, we had that game of Warhammer World, kind of bit of a qu- quickly organised trip up there. Uh, nice nice dinner at Bugman's and, uh, yeah, uh, an excellent game of uh, of Warhammer, um, which I um, which I think you two drew, didn't you? Yeah, I think it was t- we tied for first place, didn't we? Yeah. I definitely didn't win, but, um, but never mind. <laughs> I didn't have um, any models left at the end. I remember. I, no, I had all my characters. And that was it. I, I'd started the game with three characters and finished the game with all three characters alive, which was pretty shocking. But um, but yeah, it was it was a really good day for Warhammer. Um, outside of that, um, I've been building some sisters. I've got a a ten lady unit of sisters built. Um, I finished painting my Imaginifier for the Lucky Dip. I've entered that. Uh, I also finished um, my Cannoness, which is going to lead lead my crusade army i'm um, i'm trying to resist building anything else though um because i've got both the battle force and the start collecting to to, to completely build until i've got my sister novitiates Nivish, um, painted although actually i really do need to get them paint, uh, built by the next um unicorn club night because i want to bring them along um and try them out. even though obviously they won't be painted i want to try them out um, so what I'd say I, sh- I should really get my first 50 power level um, built. Um, but yeah, really looking forward to to, to that. Um, and I think that's it for um, the hobby for me. So yeah, I've got I've got my sisters sprayed silver. They're good to go on my painting desk. Um, yeah, good way to, to kick off the whole new year, new army. 
That brings our introduction to this week's podcast to a close. We have got a bumper episode ahead and we've got an absolute ton of news to get through. So let's take a pause and come back with that. Matt, what do we have in the news? Or should it be, where do we start? Well, well, let's let's start where we normally start with the pre-orders, because we have got pre-orders coming in this weekend. We have got not one, but two codexes for Warhammer 40,000. Codex Genestealer Cults and Codex Custodies. Both of these are £30 and contain new updated rules for both those ranges. Uh, Really cool. Bit of a shame there's no other new models coming out. I think both armies have would have quite liked to have seen a new unit but they did both get the characters that were in the uh the shadow throne box recently so it'll be good to see what they do to refresh both of those ranges as mm. ever there's all there's cards and dice uh alongside these as well 15 pounds for the data cards and 20 pounds for the dice is it just me or the data cards got more expensive i'm sure they were like 10 pounds at one point What's yeah because they, they don't have the tactical objectives anymore because that's not a thing is it so it's just stratagems nope. psychic powers Maybe it's yeah. Every army had now has some sort of mechanic, don't they? So they, yeah. they've probably got cards for those, like my Necrons, because the Necrons are the only ones I've bought for this edition so far, and they've got my command protocols in them. See, I bought the uh, Grey Knight ones, and it didn't come with the Tides um, ability. Hmm. Oh, that's so, yeah. So yeah, they are handy to have, but I do think that there may be bits that I may be missing from them now compared to the range of stuff that you used to get in the boxes. But uh, yeah, it's one of those. The dice are really nice. I like the uh, the Genesis of the Court ones. I'm have to pick those up to you know go with my army. So yeah, but that's that's all the kind of Citadel stuff coming out. But we've also got uh, from Forge World the final prime mark for the Horus Heresy, Jagati Khan. Oh, that model looks so cool, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. I, I'm very tempted to pick it up, but I, I'm going to have to resist, I think. For now. I will, I'll be getting it at some point, but right now, I think I'll have to resist. Too many other things on the go. This is it. Got to stay focused. Got to stay focused. But it is a really, really nice model, and I will be doing it, yeah. A White Scars Force, probably when this new edition of Heresy drops at some point during the year. Which will definitely drop at some point during the year. I know we said that last <laughs> this time last year. I think we said the same thing. But uh, this this year is definitely the time for heresy. So yeah, so some cool stuff. Um, obviously we weren't on last week, but on Christmas Day I think there were some pre-orders for uh, all the orc kits from Combat Patrol. So they're all available separately now. So the uh, Deathcopters, the Orc Boys, and the Orc Warboss and Mega Armor. Um, if you want all of them, buy the Combat Patrol because it works out way cheaper than getting them individually. And you get a Death Dread in the Combat Patrol as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're pretty nice models. Uh, and also, Gintouch just said that, said that they're not discontinuing the old Orc Boys kit as well. So you're going to have a bit of variety for your Orcs. Which is good because you can have a lot of Orcs in an Orc army anyway. Yeah, well, I think this is, this is one of the controversial things is that the new Orcs, as nice as they are... They're all monopose, aren't they? So um, some have got shooters, some of them are um, close com- like close combat uh, weapon and pistol. Uh, Slugger and Chopper is what I was looking for, their words. Um, so if you were a full unit of shooters, you could do maybe picking up that old box. Yeah, I've got a feeling going forward, kind of fixed layouts is what we're going to get because you can make much more dynamic looking models where the older ones are more, I don't know, action figurey with the kind of arms and stuff going on flat joints 
Mm, I think the current scubs now are a lot more dynamic looking, but it does mean that there's less customizability. So yeah, see see where we go with that, eh? So yeah, but we've also got a load of news, and it has been a chocker blocked week since the last time we were on. So first of all, do you remember Curse City, that really cool game that then disappeared into the night, never to be seen again? Well, it's coming back in 2022 alongside some expansions as well. So that is super exciting. Um, I don't know when this is coming out, but um, yeah, I think it was a given. It was coming back at some point and these expansions eventually coming out. We've speculated about supply issues with cardboard and stuff coming over from China. It's good to see that whatever the issue was, it's been resolved. Yeah, good to see. Good to see those people that missed out on it the first time are going to be able to get involved this time. Yeah, absolutely. And and expansions, we can play through more exciting <coughs> escapades for our heroes. So that's something to look forward to. New models as well. Yeah, new models. Uh, I, I mean, I, if they follow the same kind of format as Blackstone Fortress, we're probably talking a couple of new tiles, a new gimmick and some new models, aren't we? They've tended yeah. to split the, the Blackstone ones between new heroes, new adversaries. So, yeah, I'm interested to see what we get because presumably the adversaries will be compatible with a soul black grave lord's army and hopefully if we see some kind of Dawnbringer crusades or cities of sigmar we might find a nice home for all the awesome looking character models that have been released for curse city as well yeah now something that uh i think we're probably going to get this year is a new space marine codex because games workshop showed off two new space marine models a space marine captain in gravis armor who i have to say does look like an absolute beast he does, uh, I realise, guy. And a new Primaris Ancient as well, both of which seem to have multiple weapon options, which is um, something that we used to get a long time ago in character kits, but something they haven't really done recently. And we, we were chatting about this at Warhammer World the other day, and I think that's a really good change because it lets you finally create your own heroes and stuff again, doesn't it? Yeah, well, I mentioned when I built my Cadenes. Like almost every option is there to build your Canon S. So you get the, you know, the, the, the HQ of your choice. I love this. I'm I'm so glad they're doing it. Yeah, definitely. It's um definitely something to look forward to. Uh, whether we'll get any new units alongside a Space Marine Codex or even if there is a Space Marine Codex, I don't know. I'm guessing so if there's some new kits coming. Space Marine Codexes tend to come along nearly every year. So it wouldn't surprise me if there was one on the way. Mm hmm. And, it, and we mean we spoke to this about this as well, but it, it's not just a Space Marine Codex, is it? It sort of updates all of the Astartes chapter books as well. So, you know, you get like four or five armies are getting new rules with a new Space Marine Codex, which is quite cool. Because obviously, like, my Space Marine book came out at the beginning of the edition and we've had things like Adeptus Mechanicus and Drukhari and, and things have changed. Um, it, it's nice just to sort of refresh those older armies that came out at the beginning. Maybe that's why they released so many um codex supplements early on into the edition which I, at the time i thought was a bit strange um you know dark angels blood angels space walls death watch they all came out quite quickly mm. but maybe maybe this is why maybe they get all the codex supplements out with the codex space marines and then every year they can just refresh those all those books in one go yeah perhaps so yeah and obviously there's potential for a kit to come alongside those books as well then so yeah more more when we get it on that something that else else that dropped just before Christmas, I want to say, was the Battle Scroll update for Warhammer Age of Sigmar. So this is a massive piece of uh, update for match play games. And we're not going to go into it here because it's probably already been talked to death on other podcasts. But there's a few big things that we will touch on. So 
a load of the God War Scrolls have been redone. Uh, Kragnos is pretty good now, isn't he? Yes, he is. So he now has the elusive ward save uh, of six plus, which uh, I think we all agreed he needed. Um, a few other tweaks to his profile. His, his re-rolls against dragons has, has gone. Um, and in its place, has um, he's now got a 3d6 charge, which is an aura, which affects all destruction keyworded units, which is mental. I mean, yeah. that is such a good change. Yeah, that, that's what he should have been in the first place. He should have been this icon of destruction that fitted into any destruction army. I mean, giving him the mighty MX right here ability and making encounters like 30 models, just that one ability makes mm. him so good, like makes him worth taking. So Yeah, yeah I and mean, there's some scary stuff out in there. Long ball charges from Mega Gargants. You've got gut rippers charging up the table and doing a load of mortal wounds to you. Ogre's impact hits with a 3d6 charge. That's pretty tasty. He's got a place in every destruction army now. Yeah, much better than the plus one bravery he did before. Yeah, so there's been a load of other changes. So I'd go to Warcom and download it. Some biggies that do affect everyone. The amulet is now a six plus save rather than a five plus save. I think that's a much better change, isn't it, for the for the, the betterment of the game. Some interesting changes to some of the um, actions as well. So uh, Unleash Hell is now all, model, uh, all models within six inches rather than the whole unit. So a big spread out unit isn't going to fire all its shots. Um, your Regenerate, I forget what it's called, the Regenerate Heroic Ability cannot be used in combat anymore and heals less wounds as well. Heroic so whenever recovery. We, that's the one, heroic recovery. So when it, basically, whenever we've played, you pick that every time because it just keeps your hero topped up, doesn't it? Where it now, does. you can't use it in combat and you're only going to get a maximum of D3 back, I think it is, on the top one now. So, yeah, big changes for the game. Uh, we've not had a game with this Battle Scroll update yet. Before I've seen, it seems pretty good for the uh, for the enjoyment of players. Would you agree? I 100% agree, yeah. Amazing. So Warcom also showed off quite a few new battle boxes over the Christmas period. And the first one is one that had been teased over the course of the month in the uh, in the rumour engine. But it was finally unveiled. Eldritch Omens pitting the Chaos Space Marines against the Eldari. And everything apart from one model in the box is brand new. So for the Eldar, we get a new uh, female Autark with a load of different Guns, Starglaive, you've got a, um, what's the shooty gun for the... Uh, Reaper launcher? And a, yeah, and a fusion gun. Yeah, so really, really cool. Uh, they I think that there's one weapon as well which we've not seen on there as well. I don't, oh, it could be the Scorpion Chainsaw they're referring to. Yeah, so I mean, either way, there's a load of different options there, and they say that those weapons are compatible with the current... Autark, who's got wings, I believe, Jed. You picked up this model. Yeah, I've got day. that model right next to me here. Yeah, swooping hawk wings um, and the um, striking scorpion type helmet with the Mandy Blasters, power sword and fusion pistol, I believe. It might have a shrieking pistol in there as well. Um, but yeah, it's going to be so cool to swap these around. I know in Dawn of War 2, the Eldar Autark with the swooping hawk wings, you can give her, um, her a, um, like a, a spear as well. So that's the model I'm going to try and build. Nice, that's cool. But she's not alone, Jay. She's not alone. She's accompanied by some uh, rangers, brand new ones that look really cool. They're very much styled after the Eldar Ranger at Blackstone Fortress. 
yeah, they're, they're like, uh, you know, they're quite similar to the existing uh, metal resin um, ranges, but obviously a lot sharper, a lot crisper, more dynamic. Um, they, and yeah, they do have a lot like the um, the sort of leather boots that they're wearing across the top of their armor and things like that. Very similar to the Blackstone Fortress Elder. Yeah, and they also come with a statue of Kernoth, God of the Hunt, who's definitely not the same god out of Age of Sigmar. Just yeah, a, this, a distant relation. <laughs> this is really cool because the Die Revengers, I, I've actually got um, a box of Die Revengers that I've been building this week. Should have said that on my hobby thing, actually. I've got them built here, uh, ready to be sprayed. But they come with a little um, a little uh, statue of um, Azorman, um, which is like the, one of the Elder Gods. And... Um, the Howling Banshees as well. I built them recently. They have a little statue of Morai Hag, which or Morai Hag or Morai Hag, the um, Crone Goddess. Um, and it's cool to see the Rangers also get a statue of. So these are like little Nurglings that you get in the Nurgle boxes for the Elder, I guess. Got to catch them all. Yeah. yeah. They don't actually do anything <laughs> in the game, but you know, a little cool. Well, not like... yet, Jay, but you never know what the future holds. This is true. Uh, but that's not it. You get more Elder in this box. You get um, Shroud Runners. Who are new stealthy jet bikes? Because there's nothing stealthier than than a heavily camouflaged person on a bright red jet bike with a sniper rifle. I'm not sure how that works, but Eldar are up to tricksy stuff. I'm sure. I'm sure it's really quiet or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, these look really nice as well, don't they? Yeah, they do. I mean, yeah, this is just an odd. It's a strange unit, isn't it? Sniper rifles on a jet bike. Um, Still yeah. oh. sniper rifle unit on a jet bike. <laughs> yeah. Only in 40k, um, but they're very nice models. They sort of follow a similar sort of pattern that we saw with the Harquins. They've got their um, Star Weaver. Is it not Star Weavers? Sky Sky Weavers are they? The with the sort of two man jet bikes. Um, and these are really really cool. They've got a really really nice silhouette, I think, with the sort of the the, the fins at the front and whatnot. You know what? I think it look good on these. Some of the what, what's it called? The, the hollow weave cloth, whatever they've got, maybe draped. In- over the front of it to make it look a bit more stealthy. Yeah, we're catching the jet intake probably, but you know. <laughs> probably would, yeah. No, no capes, no capes. I mean, the guy on the back's in a dangerous position because his cape's definitely going to oh, yeah. get sucked into that intake, but he'll be fine. He's an elder. He can, he, can, he can do that. So, yeah, so some really, really cool stuff for the elder, all new models. The Chaos Space Marines also get some new models and some love here. So, there's a new Warpsmith. There seems people online saying it just looks like a tech marine. Well, it is, isn't it? It's, a, it's, a, it's an evil tech marine. That's kind of what it does on the can. Uh, he's got a lot of kind of, you know, dark mechanic and touches. His mechandrites look a lot, lot more evil. There's a little kind of like mouth on one of them. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a sinister tech marine, basically. I think that works for him. don't know about what you guys think, but I think it's spot on. I like him. I actually like the hammer weapon. I think the hammer's really, really cool and unique looking. That's some, um, and the um, the head reminds me of Darth Vader. The, the yeah, it's, it's very yeah. some nice little touches as well like obviously he's got the he's got the cog mechanicum on his axe but it's a slightly corrupted cog mechanicum because you know he's evil and all so yeah he'll be, be cool he's also accompanied by some new models as well some chaos chosen now i'm in two minds about these the models do look nice i suspect that these are going to be fixed pose just based on lots of other kits that we've seen recently I don't think there's going to be much scope for putting these together in different uh, weaponry and poses. I don't know if See, you guys I, are thinking the same. I, I'm hoping they're going to be like the um, uh, Sword Brethren we got for Black Templars. Because I think they came with a lot of different weapon options, didn't they? Um, so with the Sword Brethren, you can equip the entire squad with a power sword or you can equip the entire squad with a chain sword. 
Um, the other sort of weapons they've got, the Thunder Hammer, the Lightning Claws, they are all single. There's only one of them in the box. And and in the data sheet itself, you can only have one model equipped with a Thunder Hammer or one model equipped with a Lightning Claw um, in, a, in five, in a unit of five. Uh, yeah, I, I th- I'm with Matt on this one. I, I I would expect these to follow a similar. So you can have, for example, one model with a combi plasma gun, one model with a set of lightning claws in the Chaos Chosen unit. Um, but we'll have to see. They are cool. And obviously the last time we've had Plastic Chosen was way back in the Dark Vengeance box. Um, and these definitely step up from them. I'm mm. looking forward to painting them in, in, in word bearer colours. As is, as is right. And then you also get a Forge Fiend in the box as well, which isn't new, but it's still a cool model. Yeah, so it's yeah. a very nice demon engine. And it works well with the Warpsmith as well. It does, yeah. So this looks a really nice box. I think it's going to be a super popular box. We don't know when it's out, but uh, I imagine a lot of people are going to be all over that for both of those factions who, who knows, might get more stuff this year as well. Uh, but if you prefer your battles in the Age of Sigma rather than the, the Darkness of the Far Future, don't worry. Games Workshop revealed a battle box for you as well. As long as you like fish and flamey dwarfs, so this is a fury of the deep. Interesting uh, kind of uh, face-off here with the Idenith Deepkin fighting the Fire Slayers. Um, yeah, Order strange. <laughs> well, you, but you see, in the Broken Realm series, the the, the Idenith threw their lot in with Marathi, yes, so true. they're probably not on best terms with the rest of Order. Um, sadly, compared to the 40k one, there's less new models in this one. And I think, arguably this both of these forces could do with some new like units rather than new characters now that's not to say that this might be a precursor of a way for both of them maybe i hope it is we get a new character for the Ideneth, a thrall master who um has got like a pet eel thing who looks really cool that's one thing about the uh the Ideneth, uh range there's lots of different sea life, a bit like the Nurglings that you mentioned earlier. Got to catch them all, all the various aquatic creatures. Yeah. He looks pretty cool. I know you're a fan of this guy, Jay, as well. Yeah, I like this guy. I like I like the Namati of the Eichner, so it's good to see. I think this character sort of buffs the Namati Thralls, or he's, he fights with the Namati Thralls, which is quite cool. Um, yeah. Uh, and then the other new model in the box is an Auric Flamekeeper, because the, uh, the Fire Slayers haven't got enough different flavours of flamey priests. This guy does look really cool, though. I just the the one thing that Fire Slayers didn't need was another new priest variant because I think obviously the, presumably they're going to get a new book with this and that might make things a little bit easier. But I think fitting in all those various different flavors of the current characters they've got is tricky. This just adds another character to add into the mix as well. He looks really cool though. Um, I don't know what his kind of gimmick is over. Um, you know the other the other various priests that they've got, but it does look cool. Now, value-wise, this box look, box looks really really cool because you get an awful lot of stuff in there. You get um, five lots of the Auric Hearthguard kit, which can build loads of different model variants, and ten um, Vorkite Berserkers as well. So twenty dwarves that can be built in a load of different ranges. Any Fire Slayer player can use that to pad out whatever they want in the force, whether they have the, the shooty variant or the, the elite choice variant. And Volkite Berserkers, you can never have too many of as well. So that's really, really good for any Fire Slayer player and arguably new players as well, because you've got all the bits to make your army there. Uh, and on the um, Ideneth side, you get 10 Namati Thralls, 10 Namati Reavers and a shark. So, yeah, uh, 
value-wise, this seems a really good box for me for both existing and new players. It is just a bit of a shame there's not new, more new models in there. Yeah, I mean, when you look at the Fire Slayers and, and even the Iden, if you if you combine either of those boxes with the uh, start collecting box from that faction, and you've probably got at least a thousand points there. So it's actually, like you say, if you're interested in those factions, it's really, really good. I mean, I, I've been umming and on about redoing my Fire Slayers for a very long time. I'm looking at this box and I think this might just be the, the fire that gets it going. <laughs> well, see, I'm in some of the position. I've got I've got quite a big fire slayer force built around multiple of those start collecting boxes because it's an amazing box. And I think I've only got five of the uh, I forget what they're called the shooty guys. So I'd use the the the, the dwarfs in this box to kind of pad out with them. And then I've got unit options for everything in the entire range. Then, which is really cool. And then I've got a load of uh, Namati stuff to add to my very fish based Idnith army. And I think it's safe to say. A lot of existing Ironth players are eels and stuff, aren't they? So, inevitably, I think the Marty stuff's going to get better in the new book as well. So, that might be a good way to add some bodies to your uh, your Ironth army. What's also interesting with this battle box as well, it comes with a slimline rule book as well, which is pretty cool. With the um, the whole kind of rules for playing the game, so... That's something that we haven't seen in the 40k boxes, is it? Like a, a 56-page softback rulebook, because that's a really candy thing to throw into a like a backpack for events and stuff. Yeah, it is. Yeah, well, we've got like the chapter of proof of 40k. We have to buy that separate, don't you? And you get the core cool rules in the back. Yeah, so this is this is a 56-page rulebook just included in the battle box. So yeah, I think that's a pretty cool thing. Something else that we've learned this week, though, is that uh, 40k is uh, inheriting something from Major Sigma, and that is the concept of seasons. So there's going to be two seasons a year, and each six-month season is going to focus on a different part of the galaxy, uh, with all the accompanying releases and um, battle boxes and supplements telling a story around this event they've been dabbling with this last year in 40k and age of sigma really kind of embraced that but we didn't see much in the way released for the season did we apart from the um general handbook mm, that's true for 40k i think it's a good idea to do i think it, it ties together it makes a bit of a cohesive story arc and you can see some interesting things happening uh, season one of warhammer 40,000 is knackmond return to vigilus so we know vigilus it was a planet that uh, was visited upon by abaddon himself who mm. um, claimed the planet in 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 the name of the dark gods and i believe that storyline ended with vigilus unleashing a load of death strike missiles at the chaos fleet and um <laughs> a little known ship that uh, Horus, the Warmaster, once owned, transitioned into the warp, heading for terror. I don't know what he's been up to since, so, you know. No. We might yeah. find out in this book, because it's all been quiet on the Chaos Space Marine front, really, hasn't it? And we know that's a bit of a focus on Chaos Space Marines this year. So, yeah, yeah I do wonder if this, 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 this season carries on from that story arc. So, yeah, interesting to see that. This is going to be a major release. Like I say, all the battle boxes, the Eldar versus Chaos Space Marines box I mentioned earlier, is part of the storyline. There is a Warzone book here, which 
but me and you have, I think we've between us reviewed all the Warzone books they've done so far, and I really enjoyed them. It's kind of it's definitely a step up from the Psychic Awakening box. Absolutely, yeah. Story-wise and lore-wise, they're, they're they're absolutely a step up. The only slightly controversial thing about them is these um, extra rules you get in for some of the sub factions, such as um, Book of Rust, the second um, Caradron book had uh, content for the Order of the Martyred Lady, who only a month earlier had a full 9th edition codex release. Yeah. So that's been the only slight sticking point. Um, but like you say, the, the actual lore and d- developing the story has been fantastic. And for expanding the games, there's also going to be a new Crusade book coming alongside this for for Crusade games set in that. I think the season thing lends itself really well to playing Crusade as well, because we'll probably play through these these um seasons won't we having a crusade in each sector as our various forces move around that might be something we talk about later on in the show who knows Mm. and also at the same time they're going to release the points adjustments and the tournament mission pack for that war zone as well so everything match play crusade narrative the whole lot gets refreshed the same day and i think that's really really good because it means that all 40 play for it means all 40k players can get involved at the same time rather than being staggered a little bit, which is kind of the problem we've had in Age of Sigma, where the match play stuff's dropped, but we haven't actually seen any of the Path to Glory content, you know, big supplements drop yet. No, that's true. I really hope we see some events at Warhammer World um, yeah. based on this this Crusade content. I'm I'm fairly sure we will do because um, it, it lends itself really well to the kind of stuff that the guys put on for the um, the the one that we went to the Crusades. Pancalis. Pancalis. Sorry. Yes. So yeah, I think that kind of stuff works really really well, especially like we say here with it all the match play, the narrative, it all coming out at the same time. They can get some studio involvement then as well to have some like storyline authentic stuff happening in a in a in yeah. a narrative campaign at Warhammer World, which is really cool. Yes. But that's not all the excitement we've had. Like I say, it's been a bumper week for news. And only yesterday or the day before, I want to say, we had a, another big preview show. Games Workshop tend to have a bit of a, a tease of stuff coming out in 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 the year on uh, on New Year's Day. In the past they've had an open day to show off some of this stuff. Unfortunately in the current climate They've not been able to do an open day, but they still put out a trailer with a load of stuff. Now, I was there stopping the video every five milliseconds to try and decode as much as I can from this. Some of this I'll have right, some of this I won't have right, but uh, this is what we think we see. So it opens up with what looks to be a new plasma-based weapon. It's clearly Chaos Space Marines or traitor-related. It could be a demon engine, but equally, it could be a new traitor knight as well. Looks Volkite to me, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely 30k kind of era technology, isn't it? Yeah. So there's a few shots later on in the trailer where we get some new engine stacks. We get a vulture like pulling some meat out of the kind of shell of the uh, the knight, and then also what's a mechandrite or a kind of just a tentacle or something dripping down. They all look to be related. So I do wonder if we are getting a new chaos knight kit something that they did with the imperial knights and over the course of a couple of years you can now have a nice varied looking knight army can't you you can where for the for the chaos knights it's been here's the cool chaos one or you've got to convert one of the existing ones so i do like the fact that they're adding some more options here i can't wait to see it i'd be very tempted to do a chaos knight force 
Yeah, they're really they're, they're. I think you mentioned it, Jay. They're a bit more poseable, aren't they, the Chaos Knights compared yeah, to the Imperial I, Knights? I prefer the Chaos, um, the Chaos, the sort of standard pattern knight. I prefer the Chaos version of that. I like the double jointed sort of legs it has. <clears throat> it would be cool to see, like, is it the Castellan and the Armagers? They're like, yeah, more well, Imperial I, looking. I'd like to see that, but looking at the shape of the shoulder pads and the engine stacks, I think this is an additional sprue for the the existing knight kit that we've got. But that's not to say that we don't get a big knight and a little knight too, because I think they do need that to add the variety to the range. Yeah, it's all well and good using the existing ones, but there is something, I suppose, easier about being able to buy a box and here's your traitor knight without having to convert it up. Mm-hmm. It could be like it's a character. Do you know the Imperials have got that special character, haven't they? The free, is it the free house or... Yeah, that's a bad shout. You could have a, a named, I don't know, dark mechanic and adapter something in his custom... Yeah night that'd be cool so yeah hopefully we see that soon and then we got quite a lot of eldar in this trailer as well so i so jay you had managed to miss this trailer i think you were you were busy that day and i straight away when i saw it there's a shot with this kind of black robed eldar spinning round and you get a little glimpse of a skull on his knee and a skull kind of by his leg and i thought that's got to be malgan rar hasn't it the, uh, the Dark Reaper's Phoenix Lord. And there's other shots in the trailer that could be him as well. There's a kind of big skull, which looks like a, a shoulder pad. And there's a scythe, which while originally I thought did look very Bone Reapery, again, it could be the Phoenix Lord. It looks like um, a shrewken god that the scythe is attached to there, yeah. Yeah, so it, obviously we've not seen it all, but it looks very, very cool. And also means that we're probably going to get new Dark Reapers at some point as well, which is exciting. Yeah, his aspect, the Dark Reapers, these are the um, Reaper missile launching troops, the sort of Space Marine killers, really, at range. Yeah, so, I mean, the model, for the little glimpses that we see in the model, looks ace. But that's not the only old that we saw. Oh, no, we saw pretty much all of the plastic avatar, bar its face. Yeah. Um, if you go to the website, I've managed to get as many stills as I can of it, and you get most of his body. You get his what's it? What's the glaive called? His big uh, weapon. The Wailing Doom is it? I think his sword is called. And 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 if there was any doubt as well, a, a bloody hand because that is absolutely on the nose for the avatar. Um. So yeah, yeah plastic avatar of Kane. We've, we've heard this rumored a long time. There's been. I think you mentioned it on the last show, Jay. There's been some Eldar rumors turning up on the internet which these reveals have kind of vindicated and made seem very very likely now yeah definitely some of them uh, the morgan ra phoenix lord surprised me I, I mean that's great that we're getting morgan ra because that would be morgan ra in plastic jane czar in plastic it'd be so cool if we see other phoenix lords as well in plastic i don't know if we will or not um but yeah i mean that, that is cool yeah so so obviously a lot of eldar queen now we did see it there's a shot in the trailer that it's split me internet now some people have claimed that it's probably malgan Rao's back but if you look on the classic model he's got more of a power pack in the show the schools kind of cover his shoulder pads and stuff there is a shot of what i think is a bone reaper's monster with more kind of the bone reaper stuff is they're not animated skeletons they're built from bone structure and it looks more like something bone reaper than 
and Malgan Road. I don't know what you guys think. Do you know the shot I mean with kind of spinal columns and shoulder pads? I do, yeah. yeah. I, I think that is Morgan Rye. I remember I used to have the old metal Morgan Rye, and he had like a spine that goes up, and I remember it, it's like his banner or his icon was off the top of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, even looking at the scythe weapon there, they're very similar to the Bone Reaper stuff, so it, it could be either, couldn't it? I think either Morgan Rye or Bone Reaper is a good, a good guess. I mean, what complicates matters further is we get that shot of the, of the lantern type thing, which it looks like a deaf unit, so, you know... <laughs> Yeah, well, jumping onto that, that is so we've definitely got a Nighthaunt model shown in here because all the Nighthaunt models have a green spectral glow to them. They've got lanterns. We've got a ghostly green arm painted in nylac oxide. There's definitely Nighthaunt there. Now, whether that's a single model or an Underworld warband or a Warcry warband or the precursor of a massive Nighthaunt release, who knows? They're one of the oldest books now. They're probably due a new uh, code, uh, Battle Tome. Um, I've got an army from, well, a lot of people probably have armies from second edition because you got a really good st- kind of starting force for Nighthaunt in that box. Unfortunately, yeah. as the edition's kind of gone on, Nighthaunt aren't maybe the strongest pick at the moment, so probably do you need a bit of love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, plus there's a um, lot of models from the Soul Wars box that you, you at the minute you can't buy, mm. which I find very strange, and, unless... You know, like this rumor engine suggests that we are going to get another Night Hunt Battle Tome in the not too distant future, and all that stuff gets re released, which would be cool. Yeah, or well, new sculpts and clan packs or something, maybe that'd be cool. Well, it's something for new players and existing players to buy then as well. Uh, we then get a new shot of what I think is a Daughters of Cain model. Uh, again, it could be Drakari, it's an elf with a rather vicious looking uh, whip, just from the hairstyle. And the shape of the blades, I'm thinking more Daughters of Cain. Again, it could be an Underworld's warband, it could be a Warcry warband. It wouldn't surprise me if Daughters of Cain got something new. The Daughters of Cain release last year was a very strange one, because it was kind of tied into the Broken Realms Marathi book, which I think was due to come out a couple of months. I think that that box, was it Slash versus Daughters of Cain and uh, both those battle tomes? Obviously, they were kind of the last um, or some of the last second edition box. I think they were probably due to be released the previous year. And just because the release schedule got affected so much, were pushed quite close to the third edition release. By that logic and the same logic we've got with the Lumineth getting a book, what, not six months after the old one. It wouldn't surprise me if Daughters of Cain got a new book. People wouldn't be happy. But it wouldn't surprise me. As long as they update Marathi's Iron Heart ability, I'd be happy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think there's a few things that potentially need fixing in a new book. So, yeah, and then we get to this section of stuff where I'm not sure what it is. There's a few shots of a book. The book is like written in like English. It's got like A, it's got actual letters in there, which makes me think Age of Sigmar maybe rather than High Gothic, but who knows? There's some candles. There's a little bit of a greeny glow, which might indicate Nighthaunt, but the candles have got yellow candles, which suggests not Nighthaunt. I don't know. It could be Dawnbringer Crusades. It could be Cities of Sigmar. It could be an Inquisitor. It could be anything, really. What do you guys think of the whatever it is with the book and candles? My initial thought was a new war altar for the for the uh, for the um, for the Dawnbringer's Crusade. Which is a possibility. It is a possibility. I mean, we kind of got the some of the other kits that that 
model represented built you know we you get the luminarch and the other one i can't remember what it's called i i'm thinking that do you remember the the special character uh volk something for the uh for the empire with the big eagle that. on the back yeah that's 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 the war ultra i'm thinking that could get updated for sigma see to me i think i can see it looks like an arm like a really thin skeletal arm with a claw on the end turning the pages of that book i wonder whether it could be a new baddie for curse city that is not a bad shout jay yeah because that could be like a that could be something on a 32 mil base and it's got just like a little plinth and it's some kind of i don't know ghostly sermon reader or something as a as a boss for but yeah curse city that's not a bad shout uh hopefully we see a little bit more of these soon uh, going into the far future we also see another one which is a big question mark and it is somebody in like a trench coat there's kind of rags around them they've got like a staff and some esoteric looking weaponry now in the post i put it could it be something from the astra militarum could it be an inquisitor what i think is most likely is a new necromunda gang outlanders the kind of scum and villainy who live outside of necromunda think warhammer tuscan raiders and that's probably mm. the closest we're going to get to it. But just from the trench coat and the kind of the colour scheme and the, I don't know. Looks like he's got like a vibe. rebreather around the top of him. Exactly. This is the kind of guy who lives in a nuclear waste outside of Necromunda, personally. Where, you yeah. know, you know, it could be a special character. I think that would be a cool gang, especially if he introduced vehicles with a supplement as well. It doesn't look yeah. like a plastic model to me, just by the way the cloak is flowing off the back of it. And the way the pie pot off that, like the sort of his upper leg is flowing down there, it doesn't look like a plastic sculpt. So I think you might be right, Matt. I yeah, mean, my first I, guess um, was like an Astra Militarum. What's the 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 psycho called? The Astropaths? No, the oh yeah, Alpha. Pa- I can't remember what they are now. The psyche unit. But then, yeah, I don't think it is because I I don't think it's a plastic model. Yeah, I, I if I had to put money on it, I'd say it's a Necromunda model myself. And then we also got something that is probably going to interest Dave. Now, there was super, it was super hard to get these screenshots. There was super quick cuts here. I've done my best to get some kind of focus on something. It is definitely Tyranid based. It is definitely not an existing Tyranid unit. We have got wings. We have got tentacles. We have got all sorts of cool stuff. Now, there's been some speculation online. Is it a Shrike? So that was a winged Tyranid warrior. Now, obviously, they could change the look of it to make it less of a Tyranid warrior, more into its own thing. There was a, well, what was it called? The Doom of something or other. There was a named Tyranid creature in the previous book that never had a model. The Doom of Malantai. That's yeah. the one. Could it be a big, gribbly, tentacle-filled monstrosity as a named character for the Tyranid? I, you're, I... you're a resident Xenos expert, Dave. What, what do you think? I think um, from the scale of what I can tell in the video, I think you're more on par with the uh, Tyranid Warriors of Wings, uh, the Shrikes, because I think they were quite popular. But you've always had to, in the previous editions, you always had to convert your own. Um, I I think it's going to be those. Could it be two kits, Dave? Well, they do like their multi-part kits, don't they? They do like two two, two completely different kits. Yeah, something tentacly and something wingy. Could be, could be. If they if they did redo Shrikes, I'd quite like the 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 
silhouettes look different. So not a timid warrior with wings. It could be a horrific clump of tentacles and writhing horribleness with wings instead. Just to add a bit of variety to the range, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it'd work. So yes, yeah, so that was the the the. So what do we all think of the video? It was it was pretty exciting. Yeah, I was um, very happy with that video. Well, I say I'm very happy. I mean, some of it we might not see for ages because he did quite clearly state this is all stuff from 2022. Um, so we could be waiting some time for for some of it. But I um, see. I, I don't like know. It. I. I, I, th- there's not that many releases there. I think this all could be within the first quarter of the year. They don't tend to show anything off too far in the future outside of a rumor engine. Hmm. Well, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. I'm trying to think back to last year's, but all I can remember from last year's is the um, the Skatari Marshall who did come out quite shortly after. Yeah, I think ordinarily this kind of stuff is within because it let's just all this kind of stuff would have normally been at a new year preview event and all that stuff then would have probably been out by easter now obviously mm. covid knackered everything really schedule wise but uh yeah it wouldn't surprise me if all this stuff's out sooner than you might think so yeah now i'd, I'd, I'd finished right in the uh the podcast at this point however there was some breaking news that came in literally while we were chatting getting ready to get started on here and today we saw some breaking news that jason be super excited about of new plastic guardians both guardian defenders and storm guardians these look pretty cool don't they these were the first warhammer games workshop models i ever built guardian defenders um and where are we now 20 odd years later and these yeah just bringing them like Updating the, the, the sculpts are so sharp. The fact they build the storm guardians as well. We've got new equipment in there. The, the serpent shield is it or something there? The little like grav unit that flows with them. Um, the 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 heads, the sculpts for the heads are really really cool. Yeah, these are really really nice. And again, back on what we said earlier, with the more dynamic sculpts, I think there's going to be less customization options with them. I think they're going to come in these poses which arguably, arguably makes for a, a better build experience as well um yeah i mean i did look on the warhammer community site and you can see like the the running one that's holding the chainsaw and the um plasma uh, grenade you can see that he's also been built with a, a shuriken uh, catapult um so so i i think you're going to get a choice of weapon arms for, like the torso and legs will be sort of standard and then you can swap the weapon arms by the looks of it um, yeah, two frames of five models maybe with different arms and stuff and then a frame of yeah because the platform is going to have some weapon options as well isn't it yeah so it looks like it's a standard it showed you a new a new sort of sculpt for the bright lance which looks really really nice uh the star cannon looks very similar to the current star cannon and then i'm assuming it's also still going to be able to take a scatter laser and a shuriken cannon at least uh, and then you've got this new fancy sort of shieldy one as well uh which is which is quite cool um and it's got the little like the, the the fins you have on the wave serpent along the front of it as well. So maybe something similar to what the wave serpent sort of store uh, serpent shield. Um, but oh yeah, it's really cool. I have a unit of ten guardians painted up as in my Imlock um, color scheme. These don't look too similar, too um, too too different than the um, than the existing guardians. Obviously, just refreshed and more modern looking so i think i'm going to get away with being able to use my existing guardian defenders alongside these new guys but i'll definitely be picking up a couple of boxes these a unit of defenders and a unit of storm guardians for sure yeah i don't think you're the same problem with the 
the grave lords who had with the last kind of range to get this kind of core refresh old skeletons and new skeletons look so different to each other don't they but i think the old are they, 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 you, you look at them and you think old are i don't think it's like you say i think you probably get away with hiding them in your yeah. army uh, if there's a really nice kit i imagine a lot of people probably replace kind of models anyway yeah that's it you play some over time yeah um, now I, 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 what this does mean though is that we are within three months of Eldar coming out jay oh man the first ever warhammer 40,000 codex i ever had is now finally and i'm really looking forward to this one i mean craft world elder i've had some codexes over the years but they've never really done anything different there's never been i think the, the most different uh, craft world codex that i picked up was the one that first added the harquins unit and I remember getting really mm-hmm. excited about that, having, oh, Harquins are in the Codex. I can take a unit of Harquins. Remember the metal models they released? And then, of course, Harquins were removed from the Codex, and they got their own Codex. But then every Eldar Codex has been pretty similar to the last Codex, to be fair. There's never been many new units. We had the Wraith Knight added in a few flyers over the years, but that's about it. Uh, I'm really excited for the Ninth Edition Craftworld Eldar because you're going to get the Crusade content which is brand new and i'm also hoping we get some really cool new mechanics for the elder army as well to set mm. them apart from other armies and set them apart from the other elder armies so we know they're they're quite lightly armored we know they're fast we know that they're very skilled you know they're elves in space basically but all that cool stuff about you know the paths they are on the aspects the psychic um, proficiencies they have the wraith units i really hope they do something special with this codex to make it feel like a really really cool craft world sort of theme well, Jay, if you enjoyed that, every Monday between now and the release of the new Codex, there is going to be a path of the preview where a new Eldar unit gets shown off every Monday. Wow. Well, Joe, in, in this case, I hope, hope Craftworld Elder comes out at the end of March because then we're getting loads <laughs> of new units. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a good sign that there's going to be a fair few bits. So, yeah. Also, interestingly, the box art is stylized Eldari rather than Craftworlds or, or Eldar. Again, that could indicate, do we see some of the wider Eldar collapsed into this book? Or is that just a, here's a nice trademarkable name we can stick on the box? Could be either at this point. Yeah, I mean, it's strange because obviously Eldari are distinct from Drukari, aren't they? It's not El, mm. Eldari, Eldari. It's Azoyani, isn't it? Azoyani are the Craftworlders, I think. And the Drukari are the Dark Eldar. And Eldari, I think you're right, it's just the race of Eldar. Mm. Um, so yeah be interesting i know you've obviously got the inari and they do make a point of referencing uh the uh anid stuff they say you can leave the helmets bare to you know to represent inari units because obviously inari can take dark eldar eldar halkins currently in their list so yeah which makes me to think is the inari stuff in this codex then mm, could be i mean i think so they they need some proper love though. They don't just need to be a sort of side sort of addition. It would be nice to be able to take full armies of a because they've got the three special characters. They've got their own sort of story arc now, and they, they are distinct from the Craft World Eldar. Um, but obviously they borrow a lot of units. I don't know. Maybe maybe the Inari is something we'll see in like a um, Joe like a supplement. Joe you know, they did the Order of the Bloody Rose and was it who were the 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 Witch Cult? I can't remember now. Where they got a load of extra books, didn't they? Order of Strife or something. Yeah. You know what? If you had if you had a Codex Eldari and then hear me out, Codex Supplement Corsairs, Codex Supplement Exodites, Codex Supplement Harlequins, and go down that line for the Eldar subfactions. Yeah, that would be cool. I mean the Inari would definitely work because they borrow so many units from those factions. Exodites, I would you know, the, I don't I don't think they use many craft world units, but 
Harkins. Yeah, it would be cool to see those things in 40k, though, wouldn't it? It would be cool. Kill Team. I think Kill Team would be an ace sort of vehicle to bring them in. I think. Well, if only there was another Kill Team box coming in the first quarter that we don't know the contents of as well. That could be a good place to have some older units as well. So, yeah, so so exciting day. But that wasn't all the stuff revealed today. We also learned what this year's anniversary models are. So we're going to start with the uh, the Age of Sigmar one, which is a Cruel Boys um, squad leader, which Mm. is something that they've done with a lot of these limited Age of Sigmar models. And you know what? I quite like that, rather than it being... We got to the point where you've got so many alternate sculpts of special characters, you never use them. Where a special sculpt of a squad leader, you can swap them into your squads. Forget the the um, Dominion stuff's brilliant because I don't think you get a specific kind of squad leader model, do you? You do. He's the only one of the command that you do. You get a guy that's distinctly uh, a captain, but of course, if you bought multiple Dominions, they're all going to look identical. Yeah. And this guy wouldn't be too difficult to convert into a banner bearer as well. No, no, he would be quite easy, I think. Yeah, so, I like him. And I think you're right, Matt. This is a guy you'll get use out of, which is cool. Yeah, exactly. So that's really cool. The other new model, though, is frankly jaw-dropping. Dave, I'll let you mm-hmm, take it away mm-hmm. for this mm-hmm. one. Yeah, so I'm a big fan of uh, Inquisitors. So to see a new plastic Inquisitor, this one uh, for, for for the Ordo Malice, um, is really exciting. He's a very dramatic bird. He's, he's quite an old geezer. I think he's been around for 300 years, I think it says on the article. But he's got his sword stabbed into uh, a demonic tome with what appears to be warp flame or something coming out of it, um, decked in inquisitorial robes, wearing power armour. Oh, this guy looks amazing. There'll be a Black Templar surf across any moment now, Dave, to clean that blade. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I, i'm getting Inquis- inquisitor rex but in power armor vibes from this fella yeah well it's the same um it, it's the same auto um uh, rex reminds is, me of yeah. yeah so yeah, I'll, I, I'll be definitely getting this model's paint up because he looks he looks incredible he looks really really good like maybe he could accompany yeah. maybe he could accompany my uh sisters of silence to battle someday mm. so yeah but so if you want to get this, this is the, the, the store anniversary model for this year. And do you know where has got its 25th anniversary mm-hmm. this year? Why, it is Warhammer World. So, yeah, on the 5th and 6th of March, Warhammer World are doing their big anniversary event. Tickets are possibly sold out by the time you listen to this. We managed to get ours just before they started uh, recording. Um, and they are doing, due to COVID restrictions, they can have a capacity of 250 people. So they've got four slots of 250 people. Saturday a.m., Saturday p.m., Sunday a.m., Sunday p.m., which I think is a quite nice way to do it. There's going to be no difference in the content between that. When you go in through the atrium, you get a um, a bit of a collector's pack where you get stamps and you can earn prizes and rewards and there's exclusive stuff to be had two of which being these limited models which i think we'll all be picking up i think somehow um yeah i 10 pounds well it seems reasonable yeah yeah no no complaints here not at all so yeah if 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 they they possibly are sold out by now but you never know if it's popular, they might do more stuff, might they, in the future like that. So, yeah, that is an absolute load of news that we've had today. I think I need to lie down after that. Yeah, you okay. definitely need to grab yourself a brew, Matt. Um, that was uh, nearly an hour's worth of news. Crazy amount of content. Um, and, yeah, more more stuff to come. More Eldar every week, Jay. Every week. 
for the next few weeks at least anyway. I remember last year was really cool because it was like Lumineff. I was really excited mm. about Lumineff at the beginning of the year. You know, Lumineff was an army I was really, really passionate about. And Craft World Elder are the same, so it's really, really cool to get a release like that to kickstart the year off. Excellent. Whilst Matt catches his breath, we're going to prepare for our next segment, which has us delving into our hobby resolutions. We'll be right back. We are less than a week into 2022, but it is time to set out our hobby resolutions for this year. This is probably our favourite segment um, (laughs) for the whole year, straight away, straight out of the gate. Um, we're gonna, yeah, what, what we're gonna set out to achieve over the next 12 months, uh, and then Matt normally reviews them uh, right at the end of December, <laughs> and we found out how much we failed them by. Um, yeah. I don't suppose you've got a very quick recap for us, Matt, how, how we got on last year. Um, oh, you've got me way on the spot now. I've got this written down in my book. Um, I think Andy did well. The rest of us did badly. Yeah, I think that's a safe safe assessment, a safe safe summary. You can catch that podcast. I think it was like two podcasts back or something, maybe episode 166. I'm sure I gave it a name, which makes it jump out anyway. So we're going to outline our top three hobby resolutions. So I'm actually going to go first. Um, Straight out off the bat, these are pretty straightforward because... I'm going to be honest, I'm sick of doing terribly. So um, <laughs> I um, they're not quite, I'm going to paint a single 40k miniature this year. Well, they're not going to be that easy, um, but they are pretty boring. <laughs> they're pretty straightforward. If I achieve them this year, maybe next year, then I um, push the boat out and um, go to try and paint a model every week or whatever ridiculous statement I made last January. Um, so... My third choice is a returning one. This is one that I set out for myself last year and failed to achieve. So it is back. It's for the specialist game Necromunda, and that is to paint a gang, flesh out said gang with lots of lore and background and names, stack cards, and have a board to accompany them. So this is almost a copy and paste of last year's. Um, I did end up painting some Necromunda, but not until right towards the end of the year. It, to be honest, it wasn't the gang I had my heart set on. So that that that's that's back is my first hobby resolution. I know Matt, you you, you, you I imagine you're quite happy with that. I'm very happy with that. What gang do you think? And also, are you theming your board around the gang specifically? Then probably not. No, no, I don't think so. I think it'll just be a, a standard Necromunda um, board. If I can make it a bit more attuned to my army uh, to attuned to my gang sorry then 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 maybe yes just saying just saying about transfer sheets for the gang specific uh graffiti on ah i see um so um, it'll either be the blood of your enemies or the blood of my enemies yeah so it'll either be the all locks who i've been keen to do for a while or i have been re-looking at um this was actually when we went to warhammer world i was having another look at these guys the uh the palatine enforcers the cops of the underhive um they quite take my fancy as well maybe i'll do both i don't know um but one of those two will be my uh hobby achievement hopefully by the end of the year i'll have painted and fleshed out one of those gangs and have a board finished to uh to accompany them so a copy paste one from last year um my second hobby resolution 
is to fully paint and base to the best of my ability. So this is something that you guys are going to have to judge me on um, come the end of the year, I guess. So every time I come to take on a new army, I try to uh, improve them compared to other models that I've painted. Either I've, I, I try to apply more highlights or I try and do more with um, the bases and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, I, I, with each army, I, I try to improve. So I want to fully paint and base to the best of my ability to at least 2,000 points of a brand new Warhammer 40k faction. And Ooh. I can tell you that right now that is the Adeptus Sororitas. So I want at least 2,000 points of these ladies um, painted it's and based to the best. It's a lot of ladies to the best of my ability by the end of the year. Um, I kind of cheated a little bit because I did two characters before oh, the start of the year. He's cheated already. Three days in. Cheated. <laughs> um, but maybe maybe I can paint two extra characters or something to counterbalance that um, before the end of the year. So that's my second hobby resolution. Quite straightforward. Um, but achievable. That's the key But achievable. Hmm. And that leads me to my third hobby resolution. Uh, this is going to sound very similar. To fully paint and base to the best of my ability 2K of a brand new Age of Sigmar army. A now, this is where it gets. Now, this, this gets a bit murky. This gets a bit murky because <laughs> I don't actually know what Age of Sigmar army that is going to be as of recording. I can give you some, you know, some, some outlined ideas, um, but at the moment, I haven't fully committed to what this is going to be. The forerunner is probably the Skaven. I've mentioned the Skaven lots on this show. I just seem to be lacking a bit of ambition to get them really going. Um, we all know they're going to get a massive range refresh at some point. It'd be nice to have an army ready for when that happens. But at the moment, the, the, the drive's not quite there. So if it's not Skaven, who else could it be? Long-time followers of the podcast will know I've been, I've been umming and ahhing over quite a few Chaos Age of Sigmar armies. At the moment, I'm probably heading towards the Blades of Corn uh, as a potential force. Um, another um, very sort of could-be choice is the Ogremore tribes. Um, I think they could be quite fun, especially with Kragnos's change to his rules. I think they could be very good. Um, it would also be a much easier army to uh, tick off that resolution because you get a lot less Ogre models um, compared to, you know, like a million bloodletters or whatever it'd be. Um, so, yeah, that's that's where I'm at with that. So a very open-ended one, that one. Um, Age of Sigmar, I don't know which particular army. Of course, we might see something the next couple of months where an army gets a refresh and maybe they'll add something that kind of makes me go, yeah, that's the Age of Sigmar army for me. That's what I want to do. Um, so we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. But um, but yeah, they're 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 my free, achievable, better than last year's hobby resolutions. <laughs> <laughs> what do we think? I think oh, that's achievable, Dave. I think your problem is going to be sticking to a 2000 point Age of Sigma army because every yeah. listener to this show knows that by next week you'll have found another army you want to start and you'll end up with lots of stock boxes of different armies but not a full army. Absolutely, yeah. I would recommend Ogres but doing um, like a Beast Claw Raider army with loads of big monsters because I think you can get um like maybe five six monsters in a 2000 point list and it's only six models and i, I, 
you know, one every two months, effectively. I, I do like the Beast Claw Raiders, Andy, but I think if I went Ogres, I'd like to have, like, a Stonehorn in there, but I'd much prefer blocks of um, just generic gut bust, or whatever they're called now. Uh, and I really like the... Um, what are they called? The slightly the Iron Guts? Armoured version. The Iron Guts. I really like those models as well. So, um, And I'm hoping that this year is the year that they get a plastic butcher model. Um, and I've already got painted and based um, to, to, to what I think is a really good standard for me. Uh, an Ogre Tyrant that came with the Feast of Bones box. So um, they are quite a tempting army right now. And also, you know, we'd be having... Kragnos is the only god I've got for Age of Sigmar. I've got a large collection of Orogs. You know, do I do I push on with sort of a bit of a destruction push, um, you know, and, and stick with those? So I don't know, maybe. Well, this is it. You've got a lot of points that you can dump into that ogre army already in the form of Kragnos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But is that cheating? I don't know. Um, and then of I'm course still I've got councils one, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I should also not forget that I've got a ton of unbuilt stormcasts from um, Dominion and from copies of Mortal Realms and just general stormcasts that I've kind of had bits for that I would really like to do a Hallowed Knights Stormhost. So, you know, that, that's that's also a possibility. There's lots of possibilities. I don't know. I, I honestly don't know what, I suppose where one that question one's going The question is, if if you had some paints in front of you right now, you might have some paints in front of you right now, and you grabbed some Skaven and you grabbed an Ogre, out of the two of them, which would you want to paint? The Ogre. Then it's Ogres then. Mm. Follow your heart, Dave. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, I think, I think, and we've talked about this off, off, off air because I've been running around about Skaven for, for a while now. When the book lands, I'm going to wish that I had a Skaven army ready to go. So it, it's hard, but you're right. You paint what you want to paint. So I don't know. We'll we'll see. Um, who shall we go to next? Andy, what 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 are your hobby resolutions of 2022? Um, so I've got a a very big list, but I'm not going to go through all of them. Um, I've set myself what can only be described as the biggest hobby resolution I've ever done. Um, so I've, I've got three for a podcast, and then I've got. 25 other ones which range from painting reading hobby and gaming and and like i say podcasting it's kind of stuff that i want to do for a podcast not stuff that i want to sort of quote unquote compete with you guys over um but one of those things that i want to mention very briefly from my list is to do more articles for the site that aren't reviews or pre-orders and one of the things that i want to do uh, going into this year is funnily enough give updates on my hobby resolution and how it's going throughout the year mm. um but my, my three that i've got for the podcast um the first one's nice and easy one it's to get a photo set up sorted so you know i'm talking um a nice uh mat you know you can get some like neoprene mats from like game mat eu or um you know frontline gaming or whatever and have a nice mat set up, have some um, nice lights set up, have some scenery, have some rocks, you know, really go to town on on taking pictures and, you know, showcasing the models and that sort of stuff. Um, so that's one that I'd like to do, a nice, easy one. 
The second one I think Jay will like because I came up with this when we were driving, I think it was back from the Escape from Pancalas event or driving to, it was some sometime in the car. And that's to read slash listen to Master of Mankind. Oh, oh yeah. You will, Andy, you will like that one, man. I mean, you're an Adeptus Custodes fan. You like the Adeptus Custodes. That is the book to read, listen to if you like the Adeptus Custodes. Yeah, I, I thought you'd like that one. And and that one, again, is nice and easy. And that's what I want from these hobby race. Again, I've set myself 28, so I want them to be relatively easy to there'll, do. There'll be a test on that then at the end of the year. So just to make it a bit more difficult for you. Because <laughs> <laughs> listening to an eight hour audio book, that's, that's, a, that's an easy New Year's resolution, really. Yeah, yeah, that one's nice. And easy. <laughs> um, you, I've got 25 personal ones. So perhaps, you, yeah, OK, I'll let you have that one. That one's OK. Yeah. Um, and then the third one, the third one's probably the the biggest one um, for me because when when it comes to 40k, I've started a lot of projects over last year and into 2020 as well, and I've never, I've not really finished any of the 40k projects I've set, so I, I kind of want to have a bit of a a purge get rid of everything and, and just start from the get-go. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm going to keep my Adeptus Custodes because they're getting a codex soon and we're kind of like my first love and I want to be able to have an army to actually play games with and stuff. Um, but I want to get rid of pretty much all of my 40k stuff and I want to do, similar to Dave, I want to do a 2,000 points of chaos for 40k now, I'm keeping it a bit open because I quite like the idea of doing like a thousand points of Iron Warriors and then like a thousand points of Death Guard and breaking it up. So I'm not doing 2000 points of one faction. I'm doing 2000 points. And then if I throw in some Chaos Demons as well that I can use in Age of Sigmar as well, it's kind of like two birds, one stone. Mm. But I, I want to spend, especially the first six months of 2022, getting a 40k chaos army done and then that way when we go to um like narrative crusade events and um you know throwing the scores and things like that I've, I've got something that i enjoy and something that i like painted um yeah and and that's my that's my big one like, like i said i've got a big big list and i'm gonna try and put it on the website in the next you know week or two or whatever and my big thing throughout the year is just to tick off as many as I can. And when I do tick stuff off, I'll try and take some pictures. And, you know, if it's models that I've painted, even if I've not done one of them, you know, between updates, I can at least showcase what I've been doing with them. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I want to do with 2022 this year, which is frightening to think about. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we, I must mention that obviously you you've been doing hobby resolutions before you you joined our podcast uh, officially last year, but you've always had these little like long lists of small hobby resolutions, haven't you? Yeah, I, I think the key with hobby resolutions, especially um, more recently, is keep them simple and easy and achievable. And looking at my resolutions that i did last year the only ones that i didn't do were ones that i put a kind of deadline on i mean they all have deadlines on right because mm. the year does end eventually but like last year i put um uh, a criteria of painting 289 models which is one more than i did in 2020 2020 um 
and I didn't do that but I didn't do that because I chose not to do it I was painting gargants for the first six months so that really you know that's only six models you know when you think about it but it spent it, you know it took me so long to do it if I'd gone out and bought a hundred grots for my blue spike gits then I probably could have easily done that but I would have been almost gaming my hobby resolution and that's not what I wanted to do so look looking at my list for this year I think every single one of them is achievable and especially the three that I've just outlined for the podcast I think you know all three of them are pretty easy to do Mm. yeah yeah no, that, that's, that, that, makes, that makes sense to me. Uh, we're halfway there. Jay, let's have your hobby resolutions for 2022. Okay, cool. Right, yeah. So I have given a lot of thought to these ones, and this is what I want to achieve this year. So hobby resolution number one, I want to paint an army, build and paint an army for four different systems. Warhammer 40K, Age of Sigmar, Lord of the Rings or Middle Earth, and the Horus Heresy. So I want... And I'm not, you know, it can be a a thousand points, two thousand points, a decent sized army for each of those four systems over the course of a year. So on the 40k side, I've already got over two thousand points of Crap World Eldor painted, but there's obviously a few more kits coming as we talked about on the news. So I want to add another two thousand points to the Crap World Eldar. So this will be using the new kits that are coming out. So that will be my new Crap World Eldar 40k army. Um, on the Age of Sigmar side, um, I haven't yet decided on an army. So last year, it, well, really for the last 18 months, I've only really painted and played with Lumineth. Um, so I do feel like now is a good time to choose a new Age of Sigmar army, but I haven't decided what army that will be yet. So we'll have to see if there's any releases coming out this year that, that sort of take my fancy. Otherwise, I'll, I'll pick one and, and, and do that. I mean, I was... Tempted by like a um, living city dragon type army with some of those um, swords, um, you know, the, the Stormcast swordsmen. But I don't know yet. I haven't decided on my um, Age of Sigmar army. On the Who Horus knows? Heresy. Who knows, Jay? There might be another Lumineth book this year. <laughs> <laughs> if there's another Lumineth book, then yeah, that, that pretty much means that, that it's going to be another Lumineth painted building year for the Age of Sigmar. But I would like to do something different. I'm just not sure what. I really enjoy the Lumineth. I really like using them. Um, there's still a lot of kits that I haven't painted yet. Um, do you know, like the the the, um, the the blade lords, for example, and the um, the, the Venari stuff like the Sentinels and the um, uh, Blister. I've not painted any of those, um, so we'll see. But but I will be building and painting an Age of Sigmar army uh, of some variety. I'm not sure what yet. Um, on the Horus Heresy side, it's going to be um, Imperial Fist. So the Imperial Fist is the army that I want to get built and painted this year. Um, I do have um, Blood Angels, and I do want to add to the Blood Angels. Um, the problem is with the Blood Angels is I'm at the point now where I need to start painting Jump Infantry, and the, the Forge World Resin Assault Squads are quite pricey, and I've always got that sort of doubt in my mind that will we see some plastic Assault Marines at some point, especially with the Horus Heresy getting a big, um, you know, we've seen sneak peeks of that box that's come in. Will there be anything else to come in? So, I want to hold off until I know for sure whether there's going to be any assault marines or not coming before I, I jump back with the Blood Angels. Worst case scenario, there's some really cool uh, Firstborn uh, Blood Angels 40k kits, the Death Company kit that you can sort of build as assault marines. So maybe I can do something with them. I'm not sure yet. But but Imperial Fists, a pretty standard legion, lots of tactical squads, tanks, dreadnoughts and things like that. We know they're all getting new plastic kits this year. So they'll be a good army to, to you know, pretty safe bet, I think. So so Imperial Fists is on the Horus Heresy side. 
And then for Middle Earth, Lord of the Rings, um, I'm I'm thinking Rivendell is going to be the army that I choose initially. Um, I've got a lot of Rivendell models already. I've got Rivendell Knights. I've got all of the different characters. Um, I've got some of the old Metal Spear Elves um, and um, the plastic uh, Last Alliance um, troops as well that, that Matt kindly gave me last year. Um, so I'm thinking I can get a Rivendell army painted up. Um, and I'm thinking I'm going to enjoy painting these. It's only going to be a smallish army. Um, so I can spend a bit more time on the detail because they are smaller models and do some really nice bases for them um, and try and give each model a little bit of character, um, you know, rather than sort of batch painting them, just take the time with these over the course of the year. Um, I do also want to do a dwarf army for um, the Middle Earth game. Um, and I think, is it the War in the North is the next, or one of the next books that's coming out for the Middle Earth strategy battle game, which will have some of the dwarfs in it at least. So maybe there'll be an army list in there that I can sort of use as a template. Otherwise, I have been eyeing up the Iron Hills dwarfs from um, Forge World. Um, but we'll see. Definitely, I think Rivendell is definitely going to be the army I choose initially, though. So that will be my, my Middle-earth army. So that's my first resolution, paint four armies, basically, over the course of the year. Uh, I think back to what I did last year, and I painted a lot of models last year. Lumineth was really the only army I sort of did. I did a lot of Space Marines as well. Um but that was it. I didn't really do. I mean, I painted a few Imperial Fists and I painted some Blood Angels. Um, didn't paint any Lord Rings. I didn't really do it for any full army. So I want to try and focus myself to get an army completed for those two different systems. Um, my second um, resolution is to paint each month one non um, unit from those systems. So this could be uh, an Infinity model or an Adeptus Titanicus Titan or. Uh, a Blood Bowl team or a single Necromunda miniature or an Underworlds Warband. Something each month that's not 40k, Age Sigma, Lord of the Rings or Horus Heresy. Well, that's cool. Yes. And it doesn't have to be an army, a whole unit. It it can just be a single model, but just something different from those four systems. Just I think that will just act as like a little bit of a palette cleanser. And, you know, I mean, if I paint 12 Infinity models over the course of the year, that's an Infinity Warband at the end of the year that I've got painted um and you know we often get different really cool looking models that you know are not sometimes not even games workshop models that you just think oh man that's a really nice model that's like i get a lot of kickstarter board games and there's really nice models in some of those as well that i think sometimes would be nice to paint up so that's my second hobby resolution uh, my third hobby resolution is very similar to andy's actually <clears throat> and it's to document that progress on the screws and brews website so i want to once a month get a little post up which will just show you know, and, and, and encourage me to take more pictures of work. So I don't tend to take a lot of pictures. Normally Matt badgering me to get a picture on Twitter or something <laughs> when I post something. I don't tend to do it myself, but I think it would be nice at the end of the year to look back a series of Spruce and Bruce posts of what I've achieved over the course of that year. And it will also make me either really, really nervous at the end of the year when we're reviewing our hobby resolutions, or it'll make me feel really, really happy because I can say, yeah, oh, there's all the evidence I've done it all. Um, so that's the plan. Right then, well, Jay, I, I think there's some decent hobby resolutions. I yeah, th- I, yeah I agree that was uh yeah yeah some really good resolutions there especially that one painting different models that's um that's really good you've really yet uh, set the bar high there I think uh, Matt that just leaves yourself sir what 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 are your what are your resolutions well my first one's very similar to a combination of J's so I'm not going to commit to paint X armies or X points. Because it's, or even have a post on the website every month because it's so easy to go off track. I'm going for a different angle and I want to paint something 
for every currently supported Games Workshop system this year. So okay. something for Age of Sigma, something for 40k, something for every specialist game, something for every new game that comes out. Just by the end of the year, I have painted something for each of those systems. Doesn't have to be an army, like Jay said for his example, could just be a model or a warband or something. I think it'd just be a really nice way of getting some paint on some of the stuff that's maybe been sat in a box. So Blood Bowl teams, um, Titans random necromunder characters some plane to marinorska i could just pick up a box for a system or army i don't even play just to paint them up for fun it's okay. shooting him there's there's that many cool things that games workshop release like i mean remember on the blood pole the two referees the elf referee and the yeah. uh, i'm thinking you know uh, it, you don't have to paint up an entire blood bowl team and get ready to play blood bowl you could just pick that model up and just paint that model up because it's such a really really cool fun model so the squig the christmas squig you know, I, I yeah. think, ah, oh, I don't really want to paint that because I've got, it's using valuable painting time and I want to be painting my army, but hang on a second, that is such a nice model, it's such a shame not to do something with it, so, yeah, I like that one, nice one, Matt. So, yeah, so that's the idea, when it gets to the end of the year and I've only painted a, a, a just Sigma army, then you can all mock me, but I'm going to try and do that one this year. Number two is create a hobby calendar. So, obviously, I, I can, if when I want to, I can rattle through an army pretty quickly, but what I'll need to do this year if I want to paint something for every system is block out that time in a calendar and make a Google calendar mapping out when units need to be painted by just roughly. Don't you know, it has to be a strict deadline, but just that in the first two weeks of June, ideally I need to get these pain bringers painted and block out the year in different chunks for what I roughly want to do. There's nothing to stop me moving it around and shuffling it. It just me makes that goal much more achievable, having it mapped out for me. Okay, yeah, it works. So I get a bit of a cop out, some will say, but um, I think that if I want to try and get volume of stuff painted for different systems, that's going to be the easiest way of doing it. And then my third one, take part in the year-long Armies on Parade Challenge. So today on Warhammer Community, they started talking about Armies on Parade for this year and this year it's it's a different they're, they're going to be doing multiple different things every month building towards armies on parade at the end of the year so that in theory over the course of the year you've been painting your armies on parade and it's ready to submit in november as opposed to in previous years we're like oh yeah 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 we'll do armies on parade and it gets to november and you haven't got time to do it mm. so i'm going to try and take part of this so in january and february the theme is new year new army so I, for this Armies on Parade thing, I'm going to be doing my Head Knights of Slanesh. New army, mortals I've not painted before for, for Age of Sigmar, so technically a new army that I haven't done. And I'm going to paint them in line with this New Year New Army. So so Jamfev's about building up the army. I've got that. I've got the uh, the Battle Force. I've built up all that. I've got over a thousand points built. Amazing. As we go into March, the challenge then becomes Painter Behemoth brilliant i can pick up glutos mm. already by april when the uh, team event is i should have 2000 points of head knights of slanesh painted at, at least to a, 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 a battle top standard i can always go back and add more detail or add another, other units or i don't know build a display board for them i just think it'd be really fun to do this armies on parade throughout the year and again that's going to make it achievable and doable rather than leaving it until the last minute and deciding it's just not feasible well, i think so, part yeah. of the armies on parade is is to do a board isn't it towards the end 
for the army that you've been painting since January. Oh, but this is it. This is it. So, so if I've been painting from January, I can start on that in June rather than doing it towards the end when it's not going to get done. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I did see that, and I, I I mean I'd already got my hobby resolutions written down and kind of locked in, but um but yeah I think I might try and do that. But with my my sisters, obviously when it comes to a bear moth, they don't really have a bear moth, so maybe I look you can at be loose with bear moth, can't you? Yeah, you can be loose a bit. A tank can be a behemoth for eight for forty k. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. A big like um, super character like Morden Vale or Morden Vale. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, triumph for You've got a bit of the fuzziness there. I think if you try and be strict to to paint a behemoth, you're gonna lose interest if your army doesn't have one. So I think there's enough flexibility to paint something big for your army that isn't necessarily a knight or a super heavy or or a monster or whatever. Mhm. Yeah. No, that's cool. No, I like that. Yeah. Um, so there we have it. There we have it. Um, our hobby resolutions for the year. I mean, what I'm going to do, kind of similar to your calendar, is um, I'm actually going to get a cork board up in um, my sort of office room uh, and have them them kind of on there, quite clear, um, so that I can just gl- I can look at it and hopefully it gives me a bit of drive to get them done, so that when we come back and talk about this at the end of the year, I can confidently go. Yes, I've done okay. I've done okay this year. Um, and then push the boat out next year. So with our top three hobby resolutions locked in, it's time to turn our attention to the community. And I'm really looking forward to this next segment and um, to see what you guys uh, and girls have decided to, to set as your uh, your goals for this year. So we're going to take another pause and we'll be right back with that. It is our final segment of this week's podcast, and it's time to see what you folks at home have picked to be your hobby resolutions for this year. We're going to start over on Facebook. Josh Upton, he wants to finish his Crimson Fist Battle Company. That sounds like a major project. I don't know how many Crimson Fists you've already got painted, Josh, but that could be quite a big one. Um, paint up my Aeronautica Imperial Skies of Fire box. And finally, finished the last few models from my hobby resolutions last year that I didn't manage to get done in time. Owain David, um, an old friend of mine, Owain, um, he used to have a really, really massive Tyranid army. I don't know if he's still got it. Um, his um, first resolution is play a game of 9th edition. With all the hassle of COVID and moving house, I haven't had a chance to play yet. Trust me, Owain, you'll really like it. Best version so far. Uh, his second resolution is build everything from the Indomitus set. And his third is build my Knight Valiant, Knight Preceptor and Armager Helverins and get my full Imperial Knight Army painted. He's also got a Knight Galleon, Eren and two uh, Warglaives already built. Jacob uh, Larson, I want to go to more two-day 40k tournaments. I want to learn how to paint eyes. Um, does Louise, has she done an eye tutorial yet? She's done a face one, which I think covers eyes. Check, check that out, Jacob, if you can, over on uh, Warhammer Plus. And his third resolution is play a lot more than I have in 2021. Hopefully COVID will let us all play a bit more Warhammer this year. This guy's got a cool name, Kill Team Ken. <laughs> he would like to play more games with Kill Team. Um, he would also like to build a Grey Knights Kill Team. And his final resolution, same as Jacob, he would like to play more games. Steve Peacock, start uh, start using my new airbrush and record progress as the year goes on. 
to complete both both halves of one of the many box sets I own, Dark Imperium really could do with the Wolves finishing and the Death Guard starting. Um, yeah, really like the, the, that. Really got me into the Death Guard that Dark Imperium box. Uh, and finally, paint at least three of the bigger character models he has. He's got Magnus, the Gash, the Black Coach, Archeon, uh, all sitting to the side of him. So uh, yeah, good luck. Uh, hopefully you can get those done, Steve. Uh, James McLean, uh, learn to use my airbrush properly, actually paint some models and teach the kids um, who are 15 and 10 how to play. And then you'll be able to get more games in James if they can they can play alongside you. And finally on Facebook, we've got Ian Spear. He wants to paint up at least three Necromunda gangs. He would like to take part, he's put a take part in Necromunda gang. I don't think he actually means actually take part in a physical <laughs> Necromunda gang. I think Join he means a campaign. Gang. Yeah, I think he actually means a campaign. Uh, yeah, that's and a good then resolution, he's... joining a gang on Netflix. Join, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, that's top three then, isn't it? Top three <laughs> Necromunda gangs to join. <laughs> uh, and finally uh, make or sell all of my outstanding pile of potential i think that's a really good one actually uh that final one uh if you don't want to build it then then clearly you don't need it in your collection so get rid um it's a good one to try and get your pile of shame completed uh, matt what do we have over on twitter we've got a load over on twitter so gem starts us off with go back to some of my old metal miniatures from the 80s and finally paint them Try doing Zenithal highlights and build and play a competitive tower list. <laughs> well, we've still seen the stats <laughs> oh, of that rail gun, so yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what? Them, I think. You know what? I, I wondered if we were going to get through this week's episode of this podcast without mentioning that rail gun. No, no, we didn't. <laughs> nearly, <laughs> very nearly. Uh, HPL says paint the gash, paint big drog, and decide to what to pick my next army. Either slaves to darkness or soul blight grave lords. Um, slaves to darkness, I vote for. Does more wargaming. Attend at least one event at Warhammer World. Finish both an Ent army and an Iron Hills army. And uh. grow the YouTube channel to a thousand subs. would be a dream come true. Awesome. Uh, average paints. Build and paint a 2k Soul Blight army. And maybe a small Stormcast one. Play a Sigmar event, big or small. And don't start any more 40k armies till they finish their backlog. Hmm. GM service. Paint 3k of every Loyalist Legion in preparation for 30k. Number two, paint 3k of every Traitor Legion in preparation for 30k. And three, paint a Rune Storm, Militia, and Solar Auxiliary Army in preparation for 30k. G Ambulance Service, you are mental. I hope that you do it. I want to see pictures if you do. <laughs> Pete Allison, rather than resolutions, I've done a bucket list. Get my newish Soul Blight army up to playable size. Collate together my painting recipe scraps into a book. That's an amazing idea. Mine yeah. are all across various notepads. I really should digitise all this. So if I need to find them, I can find them. And work on my Caradron Skyport diorama for Golden Demon. Who knows? Golden Demon might be a thing this year as well. Fabius Fulgrim, finish my 40k scale Warhound, paint a thousand points of Death Guard, and paint a thousand points of World Eaters, if the rumours are true. Claude Savagely, paint a model. I haven't painted anything in years, and I have the Aeronautica tournament at Warhammer World in Feb as my target. Uh, build more of my backlog there, then add to it, and finish the year with a thousand points of painted Blood Angels and Custodies. Amazing. JB Paints, paint a thousand points of Deep Ken. Paint a thousand points of Deepkin, play a game with said Deepkin, and attend some kind of event. Chris007 says, uh, as my hobby output has been awful in 2021, I want to, one, 
Path to Glory Stormcast, which had been assembled. Two, Carry On with the Necromander Force. And three, A Space Marine Crusade Force. Although I keep changing my mind on which chapter to do. Uh, White Scars, they're cool. Derek Wingrove, complete three more kill teams as they're released with terrain. Read one Horus Heresy novel a month and complete 2K of Dark Angels. Heldenhammer Dan just wants to complete their first ever model. Uh, years of just reading the lore. Uh, um, must come to a close, otherwise it'll never happen. Yeah, you'll love it. You'll really enjoy it once you've got it done. Uh, Chris K, learned to play 40K, despite being interested for years and painting loads. I've never played a game. Number two, paint all my backlog. You win Warhammer if you do that. It's really hard. And one, reward myself for completing number two by starting an AOS army. <laughs> <laughs> Elf Life, complete my newly started Dracothian Drakeborn, Elves on Dragons. Well, that sounds amazing. Start and finish painting my High Elf Manor Fleet War. Amazing. And make a display board for both of them. Mark mm. Dewhurst, paint the contents of Dominion and expand both armies to 2k points. Really easy to do, actually. Expand my Nurgle armies for 40k and AOS to 3k points each. With the points increases in AOS, that's probably not too hard to do either. And build and paint a British army from Napoleonic Wars. Might do some French as well. Yeah, I've got a load of Napoleonics I need to paint as well. That sounds really cool. Jim, you know what I was looking at, Matt? I was looking, it just reminded me, I was looking what at... This, at? Um, uh, oh, what's it called? Though? Is it called Tale of... Honor or something like that. It's it's um I think it's made by the same guys who do all your Napoleon. Is it Warlord Games or something like that? Mm. Um, it's a samurai based one where you control a samurai and his and his um army, and um it's got a really really cool sort of um drawing tokens out of a bag to see which units activate. But uh, ah, it's like a historically accurate one. I'll find out what it's called. Who, cares? who cares if it's historically accurate if it's got samurai and stuff? Jim Jackson said, just back to the hobby after a few years, so collect and paint 2K of Necrons and another AOS force. Play one game a month of AOS and 40K. And avenge the tabling my little brother's Eidneth gave my Slaves to Darkness in the first game back yesterday. Damn those eels. They are slippery eels. They'll get a new box soon. It'll be fine. The Rising Ape says, get my Nurgle Army to 2K. Take Nurgle Army to Warhammer World. Will be my first trip. And finally meet some of the fabulous hobby people I've interacted with. If we're there, give us a shout, Rising Ape. It'd be cool to meet you. Orlando Playable Luigi. I've literally just got one this year. Get my 40k scale reliever at least 85% done. Very specific percentage there, uh, Orlando. Good luck. It's a big model. It'll look ace once it's done. Somber Mine. Learn airbrushing. Paint an AOS and 40k 2k army. Visit Warhammer World. Hobby Hot Wargaming, get affiliate status on Twitch, really cool achievement to do. Play more games of 40k and Sigma, and finish what terrain I've got. Nevermore, paint at least one more Warcry Warband. Get my Ossiarch Bone Reaper Battle Force, or at least Parade ready. And get Curse City and painting up to Battle Ready before the first expansion comes out. Chris Royston, get faster at painting and stop striving perfe- perfection that's outside my grasp. Oh, and paint something that isn't a Tau Battlesuit. The Real Iron Hand, paint Karazai the Scarred, paint Skullbugs Cruel Boys, including Converted Marsh Crawler and Scumdrek, and visit Warhammer World for the first time and buy a beverage in Bugman's. And finally, John Cena Archeon figure, ace name, play a game of 40k, win a game of 40k, play in a tournament. That was a bumper assortment of top threes this week. Yeah, some really good um, clever choices in there as well. Um, can't recommend going to Warhammer World enough. And I heard there was a couple in there. Uh, yeah, you definitely want to check that place out. Matt, Matt, <clears throat> sorry. Matt, what is next week's top three? 
Well, that segues quite nicely into next week's top three because we want to know the top three ways to inspire a new hobby project. So you can get your choices in early via our social media. Head over to our Twitter page or our Facebook page and drop them in. Or on the Sunday and Monday before we start recording, we will pop a message or tweet out asking for your top threes. You can simply just reply to that and we'll read out as many as we can on next week's show. Guys, as always, I have no doubt it was going to be a fun show because we're talking about hobby projects for the year and you've not disappointed. It's been it's been a fun show. I, I want to paint some models now. Yeah, Absolutely. it's definitely got my motivation back. Yes, 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 yes. So hopefully we'll have a big bump and hobby update section next week as we all pick up our paintbrushes and, and get stuck in. So uh, I think that wraps us up quite nicely. We will be back again next week. Until then, have a great first week of hobbying in 2022. And we'll speak to you all again very soon. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to the Sprues and Brews podcast. For more content, remember to check out spruesandbrews.com. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, send us a tweet at spruesandbrews or head over to facebook.com forward slash spruce and bruise.